Welcome to Truth Culture Life. I am Royce Hood, and we are joined today by our uh, co-hosts, Father Michael Orsi from Naples, Florida, who is also the host of Action for Life TV, which I think arguably is the best television program in the United States, probably worldwide. And you're not prejudiced. No, not at all. I don't even like you, and I love the show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. And people can watch that, by the way, online. Um, just go to actionforlife.net and I'm there's a link that goes directly to the program. And it's it's really pretty great. I think um, the, easy, the easy one, though, is actionforlifeflorida.net. All right. Actionforlifeflorida.net. It's it's great. And it's, um, you know, Father O, he's not exactly what you would call politically correct at all times. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, look, you're not you're not woke. You're you're about the farthest thing from woke as I think it comes. I'm not even sure what woke actually means. Um, What's the opposite of woke? It's the past tense of being waked. (laughs) (laughs) If Father Orsi's the opposite of woke, what would the opposite be? Um, I think it's just not woke. Not woke. Okay, I'll accept it. Or maybe it's just Father Orsi. He'll he'll be listed in the Urban Dictionary as just the opposite of Oak is Father Orsi. <laughs> That's no, fantastic. look, he, Father O sets the standard and he sets the bar, and the bar is high, folks. And we got to we you know we got to live up to his expectations. So it's great to have you on, Father O. It's 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 really just such an honor uh, every week to be able to spend this time with you. And hey, listen, we're also joined by Sierra Heidkamp from North Dakota. Sierra, have you thawed out yet? What's the weather? doing in North Dakota. I love that one of our segments has been the weather update in North Dakota. <laughs> uh, this week, I am stuck at home. I just went grocery shopping this morning, but we have an Alberta clipper coming through. An Alberta so, clipper? So I'll be stuck inside for a couple of days. It's kind of like a blizzard, but you get like horribly cold weather. So it'll be out, negative 20 or whatever. Out Say it again. Out of Canada, right? Yep, it starts in the Rockies and comes oh, down through. Oh, that Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> I mean, They're coming at us. <laughs> look, I, I have some great friends from Canada. But in terms of other than some of the great people, really, I mean, we get. I guess we get some bacon from there. And then we get weather. Right? Well, I exactly. Guess- that and uh, maple syrup and hockey, right? Oh, that's right. We can't forget about hockey and maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with Canada these days. I mean, I feel like it used to be a place where, like, if things got bad in the United States, when I was a kid, I was like, okay, we can either go to the Bahamas or we can escape to Canada. And I don't know that I'd want to go to Canada anymore. It's uh, yeah, that, that My type doesn't important. fit in there. That's actually really funny because when I was growing up, we did the same thing. We spent a lot of time going to Canada, going up there, going to hike, kayak. Uh, We would take our own kayaks up there even and go and stay on a lake for a week. And that's something where don't even find interest in it anymore because of all of the wild, woke policy changes that they're going through. Yeah. And uh, and wow. And talk about wild and woke. I mean, there's been headlines recently um, with silent prayer being now illegal in the UK. And I think there's some kind of a, you know, arbitrary um, bubble zone or, or some sort of a square footage or something, some distance that you're supposed to maintain. But even just walking in front of an abortion clinic on the sidewalk and standing and bowing your head silently is enough to get you arrested. 
<laughs> How do they know what's in your head? I don't know. Exactly. I think it's repeat offenders. You know, there is like there's this woman that's been arrested a few times um, and it's it's been on life site news and it's been in the mainstream news, I think, a little bit. But she, mm-hmm. you know, she's been arrested a few times for praying. And so now she's silently praying and the police see her and they just they just arrest the poor lady. I mean, she sounds like a saint to me. I know there was a video the other day where they had walked up to her and they just asked her, you know, are you praying in your head? And who's going to lie about that? Like she was like, yes, I am. And they just hauled her away. You know, that's a good question, Father O. It Would it be a, I mean, technically we're not supposed to lie. <laughs> um, but could she skirt the truth and, and somehow avoid the confessional? Yes, because we have the stipulation that um, you may, you have to tell the truth only to someone who is worthy of hearing the truth. In other words, this person that's asking the question might not be entitled to ask the question because that's an invasion of privacy. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah remember Anne Frank in the attic, you know, the, uh, when the Nazis came looking for her, the question is, did that owner of the house have to say, to tell the truth, she's up in the attic? Or could you say, no. And the answer is because that person was illegitimate, doing an illegitimate thing for an illegitimate government, that person had no right to the truth. Is that the same as uh, Ill- illegitimate? Is that the same as evil or intrinsic- intrinsically evil? Yeah, you, you, would be, you would be participating in something that is evil, and therefore you do not have to tell the truth to an evil person or an evil organization. No, that Anne Frank example is wonderful. It, it reminds me of a more recent example. Um, Immaculate Illabagiza. Now, don't ask me how I know her last name and how I pronounce it correctly, but she was at our, our the wedding, Father O, in Peoria that you came to. I don't yeah, know if you remember, remember. that. I remember. I, I'm still amazed how you can pronounce that name. I don't know how I do it because I can hardly pronounce Sierra's name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, when I first met my wife, Elise, it's spelled E-L-I-S-E. I wrote her a few like, you know, little sappy, cheesy love notes uh, to try to get her to go out with me, Father, before you, you before you really. I mean, you're the one who hooked us up. I'll never forget that. But I spelled her name wrong. Uh, I spelled it with an A and she was really nice. She didn't even tell me. I felt pretty stupid. I was like a real Yenta, you know, a real Yenta. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If there's anybody single right now, um, Father O is excellent at matchmaking. In fact, if if things don't work out for him on TV and radio, I think he should probably go into the matchmaking business. Well, for a fee. For a fee. <laughs> I'd love that. That can be the next. He can do the next uh, dating show after out of Florida, you know? I felt you- like, kind of you know, like kind of like Reverend Moon. Hey, I got a good guy for you. Marry him. catholic uh, mystery dating right um yeah that could be entertaining you know talking about headlines and other things going on have you seen that in wyoming uh they recently the legislature just passed a bill to ban abortion from conception wow i did not see that we need the little clapping things yeah let's see hold on hold on here it is here it is (laughs) you know what we you know we got going in florida uh we have a 15-week abortion ban here in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then it was going to go down to 12 weeks. The governor said that he would he would sign a bill for 12 weeks, which was like really great. So uh, I uh, was in contact with a few uh, prominent people 
And one of them said to me very, very prominently, we are going to try for a heartbeat bill here in Florida. And uh, the governor said he would sign it. The uh, president of the state Senate said she would sign it. And the speaker of the House here uh, in Florida said he would sign it. So uh, that's where we are right now. Now, there is a proviso in this. First of all, it's not the perfect thing that we want. Uh, we want, of course, you know, the end of abortion. Uh, plus, it has, uh, with the exceptions of the of rape, incest, and the life of the mother, okay? And, uh, of course, it's not perfect what we want, but we can't let the perfect get in the way of the good. And this is incremental. We're getting there. We're mm -hmm. getting there slowly. And, uh, and surely, if it doesn't happen, you know, uh, this year or next year, we can work toward the elimination. But this is a really, really a positive thing. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes pro-life people, I, they have the best of intentions, but they want the whole enchilada all at once. And then they see people who are voting, you know, to limit the negative effects of abortion. They see them as as the enemy. And, uh, you know, they have to be very careful about doing stuff like that because they could ruin a good relationship that we are building with the politicians, uh, especially here in Florida. So that's uh, that's the good news. And I just ask group, uh, groups, you know, be careful that you don't, you know, mess up uh, something that really is very, very good. Yeah. You know, I, Father, I think what you're getting at is, um, you know, there are there are pro-life folks out there, like you saying, of, of good intent that are totally against the incremental wins. Right. They want it. They want it all or nothing. And they're going to get nothing. That's yeah. Well, and I think the incremental approach or, you know, just standing up for what you can, you know, what's I don't want to say socially acceptable, but it's really just trying to create that culture of life. We're trying to convince people to be on our side, explaining, you know, where we're at. And I was so happy because a few weeks ago, we had a bunch of attorney generals from various pro-life states in America uh, sign on saying that if Walgreens and CVS decides to do this, um, uh, you know, following the new FDA regulation where they can sell over-the-counter abortion pills in their pharmacies, that legal action would be taken. And everyone was like, well, what does that mean? I mean, the attorney generals really aren't standing up for what's right. But now Walgreens has come out with a public statement this last week saying that they will not be selling the abortion pills over the counter uh, in those states where the attorney general spoke up. And that California governor, Nuisance, Nuisance what's his name? Nuisance. Uh, <laughs> he says he's going to, you know, stop uh, having any uh, relationship with his state with Walgreens because he's mad. I mean, because he wants them to ship it in. And they said they're not going to ship it in. Uh, and, and now, I mean, what is wrong with this guy? I mean, demanding that Walgreens supply birth control and, uh, and well, they got to supply to birth control. I mean, you know what I mean? The uh, abortifacients. Abort, yeah. Into, he, yeah. yeah. I actually, uh, I actually tweeted about that. Um, and it's, it's sort of funny if, if anybody's listening, go to Twitter and go to at Royce hood. You can see, I, I like to troll Gavin Newsom. Um, as you say, nuisance, I think that's a better name. And, you know, his quote was something like, you know, wake up America you know, Walgreens is cowering to the radical right. My response is, you know, he, he talks about, you know, he talks about 
the Walgreens ban, you know, we're done with Walgreens. We're done in California. Well, what is he talking about? Uh, how, I mean, it's just absurd. You're, you're okay with, you know, the abortifacients being sold next to the Tylenol, basically. Yeah. But what does it mean? No state contracts will go to them. What is it? What is he talking about? I'm, gu- I'm guessing. I, I wonder. And I'm sure, you know, state insurance, probably people that have insurance plans and so forth. You know, I bet, you know, Walgreens is probably up there with CVS and Rite Aid and other pharmacies. I'm, 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 I'm maybe that's what he's saying. He wants to cut, you know, them. I don't know if he'll be able to even do that with his executive branch power in the state. I, well, and I just I, think it's interesting how, you know, when you you have such a thing going for you with like your your thoughts, your fundamental beliefs, right? And when it gets to the point where you cannot convince anybody anymore, that's when you get to banning chains like Walgreens. Like he has no other place to go with this. He has no other opportunity to try to convince people. So he's just going to ban Walgreens. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, Excellent. Walgreens got canceled. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You know, I, I hope that the um, and look, I, I want to dig into that story a bit more offline because my understanding is that Walgreens was only not um, providing those pills in certain states. Right. In other mm-hmm. words, here in Illinois, my wife was just at Walgreens and she said, well, they're they're still on the counter. Yeah. I mean, they're there. It's only the states that, like I said, they they have that strong pro-life presence. They have, uh, you know, those attorney generals, those governors that are standing up and saying, no, you cannot come into our state and do this. We have voted repeatedly uh, to have pro-life legislation. Our citizens do not want this in our state. And honestly, I, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but I almost respect Walgreens for saying all right, you do not want us here. You do not want us doing this. We're out. We're not doing it. You know what I mean? I wish they would not sell the abortion pill over the counter, but I think that that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. I agree with you. At least they're saying we'll respect the states. You know, there's this uh, nuisance. I mean, you know, they're not bothering him in California, but, you know, he. well, you know, he's running for office and that's that's the bottom line, you know, wants to come across as like, you know, the big uh, abortion uh, proponent and uh, you know, he's going to, they're going to try to sneak him in. Robin Hood, am I allowed to be political on this? You can be a little political. Go ahead. I, I'm usually not, but I, I think they're going to try to get him to step into uh, either Kamala's place and uh, eventually they'll get the uncle Joe to resign. Yeah. I, I think you're probably right. Something's going on. I think the other one we got to watch for, I think it's Newsom and I think it's that, uh, that Gretchen, which woman from uh, what's uh, the state? Oh, um, Michigan. Michigan. Oh, she's terrifying. Oh, oh she's all. <laughs> yeah. oh. She just oh. had she just had some tweet or video that she had put out there about how abortion will remain safe and legal in Michigan, and no one should fear that they do not have access to women's health care. I, I actually what trolled is her. That? Yeah, I trolled her with a reply and I was just looking for it. But I basically said, well, I, how can you say that abortion is not safe for the little girls that get aborted? Well, and that's the perfect segue into didn't we just have International Women's Day? Oh, my goodness. Let's pick How that can- one up. Well, hold on. Let's pick that up on the other side of our break. You're listening to Truth Culture Life with Father Orsi, Sierra High Camp, and Royce Hood. We'll be right back. From this rock, what a 
Am I pregnant? This is often the first question a woman needs answered when she comes to the Pregnancy Resource Center. What now is the second question. Living Alternatives Pregnancy Resource Center is committed to providing excellent care, compassionate support, and honest information to those facing pregnancy decisions through authentic relationships that display grace, honor life, and foster community. Living Alternatives needs your help to encourage and support women in blooming to normal. Make your donation or find out more ways to get involved at PregnancyResourceCenter.org. Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. Catholic Spirit Radio, online at catholicspiritradio.com. This is it, the final performances ever in Bloomington, Illinois. This is the last season for the spectacular performances of the American Passion Play, the greatest story ever told. The American Passion Play brings Christian history to life with authentic costumes, elaborate settings, and live animals. There's intrigue, drama, friendship, and as the plot unfolds, betrayal, sorrow, and love. You must see the American Passion Play before its final curtain falls at the Center for the Performing Arts in Bloomington. Viewed by generation after generation, this is theater at its best. Performance dates are March 11, 18, 25, and April 1st, and each performance begins promptly at 1 p.m. Reserve your American Passion Play tickets today by calling 309-829-3903. Has Catholic Spirit Radio touched you? Maybe it has brought you closer to God or even into the church. Tell us your story. Call or text our listener comment line. If you like, you can remain anonymous. 773-541-4159. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my soul. Thank you so much for listening. I just want to remind all of our listeners to be sure to check out catholicspiritradio.com and you can download the Catholic Spirit Radio app and hear this program and all of Catholic Spirit Radio's programming anywhere you are. And be sure to spread the word. Let people know that there's an awesome radio station that is broadcasting incredible content. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Truth, Culture, Life. I, you know, we're talking about so much here today. I'm Royce Hood, uh, Father Orsi. Uh, I can't even say your name, Father. You make me nervous. Father Orsi's here. <laughs> and, uh, and Sierra Heidkamp. And we were just talking about, um, you know, some of the big headlines, all from a Catholic perspective, of course. And, uh, and, and Sierra, we were just about to get into International Women's Day. Go. Well, I was just going to say, you know, Uh, We talk about what we were talking about Michigan and how the governor of Michigan was just saying abortion will remain safe and legal and there's no fear to not have access to health care because this is a women's right. And we're just talking about International Women's Day. Well, how can you say you're pro-woman 
if you were aborting women. I've never understood that argument. No. Yeah. I mean, Father Orsi, how, 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 I mean, I think, do they believe the, the, the lies? Do they believe this, that they're pro-woman, even though they're okay with aborting little girls? If they could believe that a woman is a man and a man could have babies, they'll believe anything. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> devil. More. Yeah, this is the devil. I mean, you know, distorting reality. This is a distortion of reality. You know, that's great. I heard something recently that the devil, he can't create anything new, but he can take something that's already created and turn it upside down. Is there accuracy? Is there accuracy to that? A lot of accuracy in that. You know, the devil makes uh, uh, something that's wrong right and something that's right wrong. And, you know, clouds are reason. Clouds are reason. And this is why the devil is having a field day in, uh, in our society today. Uh, I said, this is uh, the twilight zone. You can't believe what you're hearing. And unfortunately, I believe that a lot of people think, it's, think it is the truth. You know what uh, Joe, Joe Biden said once? He said, uh, we believe in truth, not in fact. Well, whose truth is it? It's yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I want to make one plug. We're not sponsored, but one of my favorite uh, accounts to follow on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook is actually CatholicVote.org. Um, they put out some really wonderful content for anybody listening, but they had just the most beautiful video on International Women's Day. And it talked about, you know, having compassion for women and children by protecting them, protecting those most vulnerable. And, I thought that the content they were putting out really did represent what it means to uplift, support, and protect women. And it's just, it, it made me so happy. But then I, you know, scroll down a little bit and I see other things about how we need to give women their rights. We need to be pushing equality between men and women because there's no difference between the two. It's just wait, heartbreaking. Wait, the thing that you're talking about now those, or those comments or those other other posts other than the Catholic vote one. Other posts, I mean, not from Catholic vote, but from, right. you know, um, lawmakers, celebrities, people who seem to have some kind of influence that are pushing out this narrative that they're just being hand fed. You know, I feel like I feel like when celebrities become a celebrity, they're almost given talking points. It's like we will pay you if you just continuously say this on loop. <laughs> right. No, it's uh, OK. So you're absolutely right. I mean, you can see that. And what's interesting is if you do look at Twitter a lot of the talking heads that represent the left all have like the same narrative in their morning tweets. It's, it's as if they're like getting yeah. a press release in the morning. Have you ever noticed that? The headlines right. are like that too. Yeah. Well, you know, we talk about this International Women's Day. Jill Biden gave the award to a trans, I mean, to a man who said he was a woman. I, I mean, if I were a woman, I'd be pretty insulted. I, I, this is crazy. It's absolutely a, 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 absurd. So, mm -hmm. so the headline on that is, Father Biden, here's the headline. Biden administration gives International Woman of Courage Award to a biological male. <laughs> Al Alba Ruda is an Argentine politician who made history as the first openly uh, transgender politician to hold a senior government position, blah, blah, blah. So there you go, folks. Uh, International Women of Courage Award has been awarded this year to a man. Well, and that's... That's what I just don't understand because the whole point of this movement is to decredit women and to take away their uniqueness. 
And especially like in the position that I'm in as a young person who is involved in politics or involved in advocacy, we see so many issues. Um, We actually had a bill this year and the bill said that so many women have to hold committee chair positions in the North Dakota legislative body. And honestly, I struggled with that because I never want to know that I received a position or received a job or received a title because I'm a woman. I want to know that I worked my butt off to get there and I earned it. But then I see other things like this international award of courage where it's supposed to go to a woman who has worked her butt off. and <laughs> Now it's been given to a man. How does that work? How does that make sense? You got this guy, you know, uh, from Argentina. I mean, I, I, he looks like a man dressed up in woman's clothing. To me. <laughs> no, I, I, no, it's tough. It's I, tough. <laughs> I actually, I actually thought it was a Babylon B headline because it's just so ridiculous. How it can seemed, it? How can it be true? But it is. It's true. It seems like fiction. Like, I, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be stupid, but I feel like so many times now, even when I read the news, I look at half of the articles and I'm like, this has to be fiction. This has to be made up, but it's not. <laughs> no. Okay. So let's, let's shift gears for a moment from our headlines. We'll come back to a few headlines a little bit later. We're, we're going to be doing a new segment. And what's great about this program is we don't often, we don't often ask father permission for things. We don't do that on purpose, father. We just sort of come up with ideas and we, volu- right. we volunteer you for them. All right. So this segment yes. is Dunk Tank Father Orsi. And we're going to, I'm just joking. It's not, we don't <laughs> even have a dunk tank. No, this segment is Ask Father O. And so this will be a reoccurring segment. Sierra came up with some really cool artwork. Um, we borrowed your image and likeness, Father. And we, we made a little f- a flyer and it's on Facebook. And people can ask questions. <laughs> That'll go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go viral. I know it is. I know it is. We put your mug on something and that's it. It takes off. So <laughs> the question this week came from a Suzanne. I forget her last name, but she asked, "Are do we have a soul or are we a soul? And I thought that was an interesting question. Well, it's a good question. And uh, I am uh, an Aristotelian Thomist, if you know what that is. And uh, Aristotelian Thomist is the one that uh, looks at reality and uh, says, um, this is what I see, this is what I smell, this is what I touch, this is what I feel. And then, of course, we bring in some uh, insight into uh, divine revelation. And uh, what do we have? We have, lo and behold, we are a body and a soul. We're both. We're both body and a soul. If you look at uh, some of the uh, great uh, Greek um, philosophers, uh, they'll talk about uh, body soul and spirit they'll add spirit into that because they'll say that uh, we are an ensouled uh body and that there is part of us that is also uh the spirit uh so we are we are both we're we're both uh, material and we are spiritual and so i i i think you know to be making you know what are we well we're both that's a great answer I i worked on it (laughs) <laughs> that's one of those me and aristotle thomas aquinas you know we, we worked on it yeah no and that reminds me of the uh the moral foundations of the law class i took at the law school and i and i think even you know we talked about the natural law and it's interesting because most people 
living in the United States have, really have no clue where the, where the foundation of our laws actually come from. Right. And we could do a whole, whole show on this, Father, but give us like a two-minute thing, and, and there's a reason I'm asking you this. Where do, give us First, that foundation. Go ahead. For you. Do you remember what book we used in that class? Oh man, was it? There was two things I remember. One was a red. It was red. I remember it was the color red. The other thing was a giant binder that had a bunch of news clippings and things that you had put together. Well, the 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 book was by a man named Heinrich Rahman. Remember him, Heinrich. Heinrich. I had great devotion to him. He's a great uh, Thomistic theologian, and uh, we we tr you know tried to show in that class that yeah we we're not. Uh, first of all, as I said, we, we're body and soul, and we have to live out uh, our lives uh, in this world. And so there's a material part of us and the material part of us that we have to respect and also to use the material part of us in order to uh, make this world the place that God wants it to be. Of course, we are inspired then uh, by uh, the spirit of God. Now, I want to just do a little um, definition here. We talked about, yes, we are body and soul. When we talk about some of the uh, Greek uh, philosophers, they'll say we are uh, an ensouled body. And as we moved along, we see that not only are we an ensouled body, as I say, we're also a spiritual body by cause of the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see? So there's a spiritual part of us. The spiritual part of us, that's the part that, uh, that lives, on, lives on forever. And when we talk about soul... Uh, it's not just the human soul, but it is the uh, soul uh, that we'll talk about regarding the spiritual part of our nature that is going to live on forever. That's why it's so important in this world to uh, use ourselves, body, soul, and spiritual life, spirit, to inform society as to what is right and to what is wrong. And that comes through belief in Almighty God. And that's why we have an obligation for you know, evangelization. To, uh, we have the expression to save souls, to bring souls to Christ. Now, the wrong thing would be to say, you know, we separate body and soul. Okay? We, we don't separate body and soul. In other words, if we look at Plato, Plato says, yeah, the, the soul has to escape the body for the person to reach the, the fullness of their potential. It leaves out the whole idea of the resurrection. Right? Resurrection uh, means that the whole person, body and soul, is redeemed. The whole person, body and soul, is saved. And remember, Jesus is raised by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see? So there's some fine definitions that we have in here. So what is saved? Just our soul? No. All of us body and soul. And that's why we have to be so concerned about uh, making sure that the, the whole world knows uh, who we are and what our final end is going to be. Wow. I mean, exactly. That's why we pay Father Orsi the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love that. I love the segment. And I, I really hope that people, you know, follow the Facebook page. They take the time to answer their questions because this is my favorite part of the show where I get to learn something new every time. <laughs> you know, exactly. Something. A lot of people make the big mistake. You know, they say, oh, when the person dies, you know, the soul just goes up to heaven and we're released like a bird from the cage and all of that stuff. That's that's pagan. That's Plato. It's pagan. Right. 
because you're saying that the body is worthless. And no, it's not. And that's why we have to make sure that uh, human nature, human life is a sacred thing. All of us is going to be saved. No, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And I think the more we dig, we dig deeper on that, Father. One of the things that you said is, you know, we sort of have this, we're, we're called to evangelize. I once heard we're all called to be priests, not in the the caller sense, but in the evangelization sense. And maybe that wasn't the right way to phrase it, but we're no, called it's, to it. Yeah, it's from, it's from the baptismal rite itself. We share in the ministry of Christ, priest, prophet, and king. There you go. And I, how, I mean, I, I feel like in this day and age, I don't know. I mean, we're doing our part on this show, at least, and and other people do their part just by praying for their neighbors and so forth. But wow, as we as we look at the chaos in this world, and it's just getting more chaotic because people. I, I think it, and a lot of it started. I mean, obviously, there was a sexual revolution that happened, um, and then you you know you have the Ten Commandments. Those are pillars that were at every courthouse in the United States, just to remind people of these ten basic things. They're all gone. There's no talk of God anymore. There's no prayer at football games anymore. There's false flags. There's false ideologies. And it's interesting because the Judeo-Christian foundation of this country has been replaced by what people think is no religion, but it really is a religion. Yeah. And, it, and it's some, I don't know, it's pagan. It's, it's some combination of wokeness. The LGBT thing has become a religion in and of itself. Um, and you're, it's blasphemy to speak out against it. Yeah, I'm afraid that that's where we are right now. I mean, even if someone spoke about uh, God in a, in a public school, uh, they'd be uh, they probably find themselves in trouble or reprimanded, or uh, maybe parents would have to come in and uh, you know give an excuse as to why their child believes in God. That's how bad it is. No, I mean absolutely, and you have schools that deny you know Christian Bible clubs, but they'll approve Satan clubs. No joke. Right. Right. And groups like Gleason that approve of, uh, you know, teaching uh, LGBTQ. Uh, so that's allowed. But God is not allowed. However, I'll tell folks this, that uh, a lot of groups have permission uh, to meet uh, after school. And that although Gleason, you know, LGBTQ, gay, lesbian, uh, whatever it is, um, we could do the same thing. We can apply to use the school uh, after hours for clubs run by students. So sometimes we don't know the law. Sometimes we're kind of woofed off by administration or teachers. But if we pursue our rights, the right is there that we can use a school facility for student-led clubs. Yeah, that's right. I can speak to that a little bit. And it's, um, it's, it's pretty well enshrined in both court, uh, you know, case law precedent. Uh, and, and if anybody runs into an issue where they apply for a club and you're listening to this program, you're, you, you have a student that applies. It could be a pro-life club. If the school is permitting other clubs in the, in that facility, they cannot deny the club. If it's a cl- you know, a good cl- a club, like a Christian club or a pro-life club. And if anybody runs into that issue, just reach out to Thomas More society at thomasmoresociety.org. Um, and, and you can reach out to us as well. And we can get you in touch with them because they represent they've represented students and parents across the United States that have been denied, been denied clubs for whatever reason. And they win almost every single time. Um, again, the, the test typically is you either have to let one or none. Uh, right. Or all or none. And so what happens sometimes if schools are so prideful, they don't want to allow a pro-life club. They'll just say, oh, no more clubs at all. <laughs> 
Because yeah. it, right. And uh, we've seen that sometimes. So, um, you know, I don't hear about those, uh, the atheists. There used to be a group of atheists running around that were suing like little towns in Texas that had like a crucifix in the, in the park. I haven't heard about those guys recently. They're, they're still around every once in a while. They'll uh, rear their ugly head. You know, when, uh, they want something removed or they want to put up their own symbol of the devil. Uh, and, and you'll, you'll hear from them at that time. Uh, I think a lot of times we're dealing with atheism. Uh, they, uh, they have a God, it's called Satanism. Uh, and they seem to be able to work together very, very well. You know what's interesting, Father, you're pointing that out, uh, and Sierra too, I don't know if either one of you have encountered this, but when I encounter somebody that trolls like one of my posts on Facebook or Twitter and they're like, oh, you're you know, following the, they, I've had one recently said, you're following the big fairy in the sky, you know, the imaginary fairy in the sky that magically creates everything. And, you know, they come across, they're, they're atheists in their profile. And if you dig a little bit, it turns out almost all the time that even though they say they don't believe in God, in fact, they do believe in God, but they hate the idea of God. And something's occurred in their life or, you know, they've been dealt a bad hand or whatever, but it turns out if you dig deep enough, it's not that they don't believe, even though they say they don't believe. They actually do, but they're angry for some reason. Have either one of you encountered that? Yeah. I mean, I think that that you just hit the nail on the head. It's almost like, you know, I feel bad because I feel like some folks who are in that position, God has been misrepresented to them, whether that's a person, an experience they had, and they take that one experience and they just hold on to it. So yes, they hate God. And I do feel bad for those folks. I mean, I do have folks like that in my life. And all you can do is pray for them because in in hope that one day they see the truth. And that's what I think a lot of people don't realize is, you know, me, you, Father Orsi, we could be the only um, opportunity that somebody has to be close to the Bible at that time in their life. And so just, you know, loving your neighbor, being there to support people. That's the biggest thing that you could do for some people. Let's, let's pick this up uh, with a quick discussion of the natural law and, and sort of that saying, you know, it's, it, the, the law is implanted on our hearts. We'll pick this up on the other side of our break. You're listening to Truth Culture Life on Catholic Spirit Radio. We just want to thank everybody for listening and encourage you to follow us on Facebook as well as download the Catholic Spirit Radio app. So we'll be right back. Am I pregnant? This is often the first question a woman needs answered when she comes to the Pregnancy Resource Center. What now is the second question. Living Alternatives Pregnancy Resource Center is committed to providing excellent care, compassionate support, and honest information to those facing pregnancy decisions through authentic relationships that display grace, honor life, and foster community. Living Alternatives needs your help to encourage and support women in blooming to normal. Make your donation or find out more ways to get involved at PregnancyResourceCenter.org. Hi, this is Kathy and Anne from Catholic Spirit Radio. We are looking for folks who would love to volunteer with us during our fundraisers and various other station events and tasks throughout the year. We really need volunteers in the DeKalb, Sycamore, Morris, Joliet, and Lincoln areas, as well as Bloomington Normal. If you have a few extra hours or more a month, put them to use for the Lord. We would love to add your name to our Catholic Spirit Radio volunteer list. Contact us at office at catholicspiritradio.org. Catholic Spirit Radio, online at catholicspiritradio.com. This is it. 
the final performances ever in Bloomington, Illinois. This is the last season for the spectacular performances of the American Passion Play, the greatest story ever told. The American Passion Play brings Christian history to life with authentic costumes, elaborate settings, and live animals. There's intrigue, drama, friendship, and as the plot unfolds, betrayal, sorrow, and love. You must see the American Passion Play before its final curtain falls at the Center for the Performing Arts in Bloomington. Viewed by generation after generation, this is theater at its best. Performance dates are March 11, 18, 25, and April 1st, and each performance begins promptly at 1 p.m. Reserve your American Passion Play tickets today by calling 309 829 3903. Has Catholic Spirit Radio touched you? Maybe it has brought you closer to God or even into the church. Tell us your story. Call or text our listener comment line. If you like, you can remain anonymous. 773-541-4159. From this rock Welcome back to Truth, Culture, Life. I'm Royce Hood, and uh, we are joined today by Father Michael Orsi out of Naples and Sierra Heidkamp. We really just want to thank everybody for listening. We've been, just been having a conversation. We don't have any guests today. We just wanted to kind of talk amongst ourselves and, um, you know, sort of just discuss some things that maybe we don't usually have time for. And one of the things that we're talking about in the last segment was um, I, I wanted to go into the natural law. And, you know, there's this, there's this thing out there where people – People say they don't believe or they don't know. But Father, what is the natural law? Well, natural law means um, basically I can observe the universe. I can observe the world and I can observe human nature. And I could say to myself, well, there is a logic to all of this. And therefore, uh, natural law will say, uh, first of all, we believe that the natural law reflects the divine law. God, the creator creates the world, and uh, it reflects his truth, his beauty, his goodness. And we then say, well, if this reflects God and his will for us, the way something is made is the way something should act. And therefore, natural law is reasonable. And I can extrapolate from the natural law the way human beings should behave and the way they should orient their lives, and even their politics. A lot of people don't want to understand that. They think that uh, the natural law uh, is uh, unimportant for politics. They think that the natural law is something that does not apply to their lives. No, natural law is morality. Natural law is politics. Natural law is personal to us because it is the way we are made and therefore that is the way we should act. How do you like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was great. I was just going to say, you know, I think a lot of the time too, you can really sense from people their emotion or their passion, especially when they're talking about an issue that has really impacted them. And that's why, you know, you have these trolls on Twitter or you have people in your life that you talk to who are just adamant that, you know, you are ridiculous because you believe in the fairy in the sky. 
And they, their whole thing is to get you to not believe. Why are they so passionate about it? Why are they so driven? Is it because they can feel the presence of God, but they want so hard to deny it? Is it guilt? I I don't know what it is, but that's something that's always it, kind of resonated with me too. Because, it is because of the great sin of pride. Okay. Uh, remember Milton, you know, paradise lost. I'd rather reign in hell than serve in heaven. It comes right out of Milton. Now, you know, what, what we were talking about a few moments ago was then what happens with the person who rejects God. And I think that's what I mean. You could, you know, you, you just bring that to earth. You know, I, you know, I'd rather, you know, be king on earth and not let God be king. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, we know that Satan uh, attempted to test Jesus with that very temptation. Yeah. I'll give you every kingdom on earth. I mean, Jesus could have had him anyway, if you wanted to. Yeah. And it's interesting. Well, I, I just, I just feel like I've had people tell me before, well, you know, Hey, we don't all believe the same thing. You know, not everybody's Catholic, not everybody's Christian, blah, blah, blah. And I keep thinking to myself something that Immaculate uh, thought of. And, and I brought her up earlier and I never explained why. Uh, she hid in a bathroom for three months with seven other women and was, you know, to, to, to survive the genocide in Rwanda. And her experience is just so incredible. And the guy that was hiding to her lied to the, the people coming and looking for her and said, no, she's not here. And he protected her and the other yeah. women. But, time you can lie. The, the Anne Frank situation, that's a time when you can lie legitimately. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he was actually of the other tribe. He was the tribe that was persecuting, uh, you know, the quote unquote group that Immaculate belonged to. But he he was a good man and didn't want any part of the, the, the violence. Um, but Immaculate, one thing she always says that I, I found to be really, really interesting is babies are born only knowing love. They don't know hate. They don't have a desire to hurt anybody or to kill. That's something that they're, that they're taught. Um, now, I, I will say I have a daughter and five boys, and they, the little guys, they, they learn to throw Legos at each other pretty quickly. <laughs> but I think she's right, and, and maybe that's that – I think that's a good example maybe of, of you know, sort of like you know. You, you have this instinct of goodness, and it's the world around us that corrupts us. Is that true or, or false? I can- well, I – the combination of a couple of things yeah the world around us corrupts us because we meet people who are not nice people and do things that are not very nice also there's the devil that uh, enters into our hearts and uh, the devil causes us to act in a very very untoward way toward our our fellow human beings and then i suppose there are some people and we'll just have to make this an exception who are mentally ill and uh do bad things because that may be irresponsible for their actions. So I think that's possible too. Actually, that's a great segue into something that she, uh, Sierra wanted to share. And I'm going to, uh, for, for folks listening on the radio, you're not going to be able to see this, but I'm going to share my screen and we're going to look at, um, at Twitter for just a moment. Now this is a, it's important to understand. This is actually a parody account on Twitter, but it looks real. And, <laughs> And it's Hilaria Bryden, but it's, it's, it says satire right in the profile. But what's funny about this is there's literally people like this out in the world. Um, and <laughs> when, when I saw it, I was like, this could very much be real. I was, I did not know it was a parody account and I had sent it to Royce and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I will read the headline. 
Okay, read it for us. All right, here's a there's a tweet, and this is from uh Hilaria Hilaria Bryden. I don't even <laughs> I don't even know how to say the name. We found this on our eight year old daughter's door this morning, and she still hasn't come out yet. She missed school. She hasn't eaten, and she isn't going to Pilates tonight. Tucker Carlson is literally ruining her life. Hashtag <laughs> fire Tucker Carlson. And then there's a picture of a note on the door. I am not coming out until President Biden has Tucker Carlson arrested. Hashtag resist. <laughs> <laughs> and but it, it's fake. But it's it went viral. Six point nine million views. There's there's a few other accounts that I've identified like this that look serious and look real but they're not they're it's just sort of funny but it's poking fun at this mindset um and there are people that literally think this way if we don't agree with you politically and what are they talking about they're talking about the uh the january 6 videos which we we don't need to get into on this program but that's that's what this is about hey robin i ask you a question you you and sierra why was mitch Mitch McConnell so upset that Tucker was releasing the uh, the video. I mean, like, what's the problem? I think the issue was that those videos that Tucker had released were never actually submitted to the committee for evidence. So they were saying he shouldn't have showed them to the public because the committee needed to see them first. But how many months have they had to review all of that evidence? Right. Let, let the people see it. Right. So, so basically what it comes down to is the, the committee under the last uh, Congress cherry-picked the evidence, 20,000 hours or something with all the security cameras. There's a ton of footage, more footage than anybody could probably ever watch. So they have AIDS. They're not, the Congress people aren't sitting there going through all this stuff. They have AIDS, and they're picking what they want to pick to paint whatever picture they want to paint. Yeah. I was just going to say what you just said, they're cherry picking to paint their narrative. Doesn't that just sound like the media and every other news source nowadays, too? I mean, we, don't you, Bruce, you got this guy with the horns on his head. He was, you know, they got him in jail for four years and the guy was just wandering around saying prayers. Uh, no, look, we I, we don't know the whole context uh, of, of, you know, because you can't hear anything in, in those caption videos. I, I don't know. But I'll tell you, we're at a point in the history of this country. I, when I grew up, I was raised to, you know, trust the government. And then maybe that's naive. I remember after nine 11, I, I was, you know, saluting the flag and gung ho about everything. And I, I don't know. I, I, I love our system of, of life. Our, our political system, I think has its goodness. At least it did, but I don't trust it anymore. Yeah, me too. I'm getting really scared. Like you, you know, I grew up like gung-ho American, you know. But all of a sudden, I you can't seem to trust the government anymore. You know, FBI, uh, Senate committees, uh, president. It's just horrible. Well, well and I, it, think, ahead, I think one main point with that, too, is it seems like if you have certain values, that's when people are scared. They're afraid they're on a list. They're afraid they're going to be attacked, that they're going to be labeled or weaponized. I mean, look, <laughs> it, here, here's the bottom line. The United States, I, I still believe, is the greatest country ever that has ever existed in the history of man. And we, I do think we have potential. And I look at our parish when we go to church and I see all the little kids that are in there. And that gives me great hope. And it's interesting. There's like a population decline that Elon Musk has pointed out. 
and people aren't having kids. There was just Seth Rogen was just on bragging. I never, never going to have kids, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But the, the rest of us, people of faith, let's follow what God asked us to do and be fruitful. I just want to say this. I think there is uh, certainly always hope. You know, you read the scriptures and God wins. Okay. But in our own country, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, we had the Asbury University pray in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of people, young people are saying, you know, they weren't forced to stay there. They had, a, you know, they had a, their evening prayer and then they just stayed for a couple of weeks. And I'm told it's beginning to uh, sprout up in other parts of the country, too. And so, you know, God has a way of uh, breaking into our lives and mm-hmm. helping people to see the truth. So I, I think the Holy Spirit is acting and I think some of the craziness we've discussed earlier in the show, uh, I think that there is hope that uh, people's blindness may be overcome. Yeah, Father, what is that that you're talking about? Um, there's a pray-in? There's a pray-in? Yeah, at Asbury University. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I don't know that I'm aware of it. Maybe some oh, of our man. listeners aren't either. Oh, sure. Asbury University, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, they had a uh, Sunday night prayer service. And uh, I suppose it's um, more of a Pentecostal nature, but the students didn't want to leave the chapel or the church and they stayed and it went on for two weeks without the students uh, stopping the praying, the praying. That's amazing. Come and go. And then finally the university said, okay, you know, let's, let's put an end to it because it's becoming a a spectacle. And uh, even Tucker Carlson wanted to go and see it. See, what's going on over here? And the students said, uh, no, don't come. We don't want this to be a circus. We just want to pray. And I'm told by a friend of mine, Protestant pastor, that it's catching on around the country. So I think Mm -hmm. we're going to come to a revival. I think we're coming to a revival. I think you're right. Uh, See, I'll give you the last word, but I think you're right, Father. And I've I've oftentimes heard some uh, different people say, as crazy as this time is, God put us here now for a reason. And even in calamity, even in persecution, this is still an opportunity for immense grace for our own conversion and conversion of others. And that's what you're getting at earlier, Father, with uh, with evangelizing, I think. Right. Right. Amen. Yeah. Go ahead, Spear, I, take the last word. It's really funny because I was actually going to bring this up. I was going to say, you know, we talk about the other side and we talk about these horrid things that we see on the daily. But I think what's really going on is we are seeing what could be. We are seeing these negative consequences. And I think so many people are learning that now is the time to, you know, armor up, read your Bible, educate yourself, understand what's going on. Um, You know, my aunt, my godmother, she moved to Georgia in 2019. And I just talked to her on the phone the other day. And she was so happy because she wanted to talk to me about all these revivals going on in the South. And she was like, it's amazing. It's I'm just so happy. Like, I think, I think it's coming upon us. And she kept telling me, she's like, now is your time to study, educate yourself, read your Bible. And I just want to tell the listeners to do the same. And, you know, especially during this Lenten season, uh, now's the time to reflect, really think about uh, where you're putting your time. You know, tell me what you're doing with your time. And I'll tell you, you know, kind of where your priorities are. And uh, that makes a lot of sense. Look, I, one thing I got hung up on, and I'm sorry, my brain does this. You said aunt. I always say aunt. Father, what do you say? Aunt or aunt? The correct pronunciation is aunt. 
Is that correct? I didn't know that. I never get it correct. Different parts of the country will say aunt or people uh, sometimes just pick it up from listening to relatives uh, that are mispronouncing it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, ready? Go ahead. Go ahead. So what do you call this? What is this? What is it? Glasses on. She's holding up a bag of some sort, and it looks like a it has bag. Fur. It looks a like bag. It has, oh, that's a, a bag. bag. That's a bag. A bag. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, how, how do you say water? Wa- water. Water. Not water. <laughs> no water. It's so funny because now we're really off topic. But I had a teacher in school who used to always say "major." Major. major. I don't even know what that and is. I was like measure. Oh, measure. But I feel like the older generation, especially yep. in the Midwest, they say major. Well, how about Midwest? Instead of saying roof, you say roof. Yeah. Yeah, I, say roof. Yeah, I do that. I do that. <laughs> yeah. And so roof is the same for the roof or the what the dog says, right? Roof. Oh, um, oh, we better we better we better cut this conversation off. We are out of time. We'll keep this going on offline. Thank you so much for listening to Truth Culture Life, and we'll see you next week. From this rock, water shall flow.